Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome to a special guide, another special guide edition of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, uh, and once again, my buddy, my tag team partner, David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. How you doing, DJM? Chim Chim Cheerio, Petey Rave and Fanny Pack fans. As you are already aware, this is a Fanny Pack Guide-In episode, a very special episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. Petey Rave enjoyed the weekend festivities in California for Jury Mania, which coincided with WrestleMania 31, as well as WrestleCon in Santa Clara, California. I watched it from home. Petey was there live and in person, and we're gonna, we're gonna do the damn thing right here yes. and right now. Um, of course, if you want to kind of walk through it, uh, before, because we talked about it at length, uh, in the last proper episode of the Fanny Pack this, Wrestling this is Podcast. The party for me, because I wasn't there. <laughs> essentially what this is yes <laughs> no because we wanted kind of because i didn't really talk about it from my perspective as much as i would i just interviewed the guys and i wanted to kind of see the the what you saw of it uh from a third person perspective uh we had a fun weekend of wrestling uh in the bay area i literally went east south and west bay at some point in, in uh in my travels there um and it was a fun experience. Yeah. It's just what I call the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um and let's get down to it. Um what what did how much did you get a chance to check out from from uh remotely? Truth be told, I only by and large, uh, I basically read results online. I actually watched video-wise, streaming-wise, very, very little. Yeah. Uh, maybe it might be a little bit of wrestling burnout. Uh, it might be because I had to make choices financially. But overall, it, it ended up being a... I was able to keep up with everything on the interwebs, and thanks to you, Petey. But actually sitting down and watching live as it happened... I did. I ended up not doing a whole heck of a lot, truthfully, mm-hmm. and I I surprised myself a little bit. Yes. Um. Overall, there was there was a lot to watch, and and one of the things we noted right at the beginning of our episode uh, last week was how much we we kind of missed you. <laughs> uh, really? Because because it's like and and de- and full Justin. Disclaimer. Full disclaimer, Petey. I did not listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, one of the things that Justin brought up immediately was that uh, that there was the fact that we had a lot of fun, and that he felt that if there was one guy that would have really absolutely enjoyed the 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 weekend and all that we saw, it would have been you. Uh and we almost talked like you were dead, which was kind of hilarious. Uh, ah, well, but you know, uh, greatly appreciated, gentlemen, Justin. Rick Foster, Mentzula, PD Rave, greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we had a lot of nice fun. Nice to be in your thoughts. Yes, yes, of course. And we had a lot of fun. We also had, uh, part of the fun was our matching t-shirts, as you can see I'm wearing. Uh, the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast logo, uh, with, yes. you know, with the I, background. Once again, since I was not there, I. Uh, and then, of course, the back, we have, hey, at least it's not a bullet club shirt. I, I, 
PD, PD, mm -hmm. I, I know you're you're probably planning to to replace me with Rick Foster Mitzula now, but can can I can I have a uh, shirt? Let me see. Hey, can I have a shirt. Let me see the size. Hey, this one's a large. I know I don't wear a large. Um, uh, do I know somebody that wears a large? You you do know someone that that does wear a large. I think I do. Oh, this one's yours that I ordered and made and had sent to Jerry's house uh, for the pure purposes of taking it back home and shipping it to you. <laughs> Yay. Because I, at, at least I wanted to... Uh, there was even a plan of having a cardboard cutout of you <laughs> that we would carry around. But, of course, it was just a one, like, five-second fantasy, but it would have been hilarious if we'd just gotten, like, a cardboard cutout. It was just like that, that is that is greatly appreciated. You are you are putting me over far more than I deserve. <laughs> um, and another aspect of the you know channeling you uh, remotely was uh, one of the fun aspects of recapping the weekend was the fact that we basically did the one the three things I know we w you would have done, which was we shit on Chris Hero and we we braised uh, Nikki Storm and SoCal Val. Uh, Yep, that that pretty much covers it. <laughs> pretty much, and it was it was an interesting experience seeing Chris Hero in person, uh, and being greatly underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, and, and to think, I I saw Chris Hero in person uh, a couple of times around 2006 or 2007, and uh, after he's been chewed up and spit out by the developmental system. That that is what's left of him, or more appropriately, that that is the the new and improved Chris Hero. Yeah. Um, and I think the main thing we discussed was that I think we reiterated the fact that he's just wearing the wrong gear. <laughs> Seriously. You know, he. I don't think anyone would really argue with him going back to his old gear. Yeah. The no. old, even though I know, ooh, indie wrestling, he's wearing pleather and he's, and he's wearing a shirt and he's got the pleather like it's the early 2000s. I think that if it were Chris Hero, most people would probably be okay. I mean, look at the day and age we're in right now. The current NXT champion, a guy that people are comparing to Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens. Wrestles in a singlet and a t-shirt. Yes. Exactly. It's and shorts. New world. Yeah, and shorts. It's a great new world. Uh, and it's fantastic. Uh, hell, B-Boy is still, still has got his pleather shorts going. I saw him yeah, at Hood Slam. Okay. That's B-Boy though. I saw him at Hood Slam. Uh, that was fun. Yes, Hood Slam. I right. have thoughts about Hood Slam. Alright, so let's go kind of through that, through this. So one of the aspects of the weekend was the WWN live experience. Uh, which was interesting. It was separate from WrestleCon. I don't, I, I, we, I didn't get a chance to actually go to WrestleCon because like last year when they started it, WrestleCon and the WWN live experience had become their own separate things. Uh, uh of course. Can't we all just get along, man? Yeah. And Ring of Honor was in Redwood City. One thing was in Santa Clara. The other thing, all right, whatever. Um, because God forbid we coordinate and work together and make ourselves stronger as a community. You know. Well, you know, they got that salt. So. Yeah, you know, they got the salt. Um, but yeah, 
it was the WWN live experience, of course, the Sapolsky verse. Uh, and I think overall, we actually, I, 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 it was interesting to kind of see this, the experience through new eyes, especially Midzula for one event and Rick Foster for a couple of events. And they, they were definitely impressed by the, by the events. And I think one of the cool experiences was seeing Rick Foster, uh, get one over by, uh, Biff Busick. Uh, Biff Busick put together some good performances. Even he got one over by a Biff Busick match with Chris Hero <laughs> for all wow. people, which tells oh, you yeah, how good. that that one. I I know the one you're talking about, and Chris Hero for for all his flaws, flaws yeah. now he he knows, as they say, how to work Good Brother. Yes, and it and Biff Busick is just damn good regardless. So it, it does not surprise me that that would have happened. And also, hey, Rick Foster, he likes an indie guy now. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it, it was cool to kind of see him get, uh, get excited about him. And of course, like we mentioned before, uh, they both were absolutely, uh, enamored with SoCal Val. <laughs> just oh, with her, yeah, like, yeah. work. And she was just there as a manager. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Mitsula, uh, just out of like, I think like Pavlovian or kind of just a Freudian, uh, way, he kept referring to, as, to her as a valet. And one of the things we had a discussion about, well, actually, she's, she's a quality manager more than a valet. I think it's, she it's, has been for, for years. Yeah. And they, she was she fantastic. She was a manager in PWG back in the day. Yeah. Um, she was just so fantastic. The way she would kind of just be her little moments all throughout the match with the crowd were just fantastic and absolutely and awesome and hilarious. Uh, and we got one over. I've been trumpeting the talents of the governor of California for years and years, and she was a joy to see on TNA Impact every week. And when she actually was involved in stuff, she was great. And all of the work she's done on the indies that that I've seen. She she never disappoints. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad to see more people coming around to SoCal Val. Yes, uh, and that was a great experience. And then of course, uh, Rick Foster. I don't know if Mitzula really got a chance to to experience it because he only showed up on Saturday. But Rick Foster also enjoyed, as I already knew I was going to enjoy, the presence of Nikki Storm, the oh, white yes. chocolate cheesecake of sports entertainment. Uh, the best in the galaxy from Glasgow, she's, Scotland. She's so gonna be in NXT. She's, yeah. If she does not end up in NXT in the next year or two, there is no justice in the world. Yeah. She is just a superstar in the making. Yes. But, but I hesitate saying that because, uh, the, the former Tennille Dashwood, now currently known as Emma, yeah. was also very talented and charismatic. And yeah, that not exactly worked out very well <laughs> for Emma, who, who I love. Well, yeah. Yeah. But hey, she's still- got a steady gig. Th- she's got true. a steady that's paycheck. True. That's all that matters. Uh, but Nikki Storm was fantastic. Nikki Storm is, she, I, I has, I would almost go so far as to say is that my fandom for her is nearly starting to reach Leva Bates levels yeah. of fandom. Which, which is, which is big. Um, who, Neva Bates, who I was surprised did not make the trip, 
Uh, and no, it's a, it's a clear across the country trip, understandable, and she didn't have a strap to defend, but, uh, she didn't make She's the trip. She's pretty much exclusively Florida. Yeah. Which because is she, she has her day job and her stunt work. So yeah. She, she's almost exclusively Florida. Yeah. Another cool thing about Nikki Storm, which is adorable, she's apparent, I, I, I noticed she's actually even shorter than Portia Perez. And she had a moment. Wow. Which is short. That's teeny. It like, it was a great moment where she was standing next, uh, standing in front of Portia Perez. She was like, trying to, trying to you know, get up all, uh, on her level. She was like, tip, getting on her tippy toes and trying to get as tall as her. And I was like, wow. It's wow, a tiny off. Teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's like one of those things you don't realize that she's, she's like a, a little bundle of amazingness. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, those are, and then the Shimmer show was a fantastic show. Uh, there was kind of a little bit of up and down. They had the whole chick fight tournament, which was interesting. Uh, I didn't get to catch the whole thing. I missed a few of the early matches because it was, we had to do public transit from Oakland to Santa Clara. So, uh, it took a little bit of time. Public transit? Yes. Uh, the clipper car. car? Yes, but he had a day job. Alright, so, but he had, uh, he had somehow scheduled go games for himself on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday during the day. Mm. So it was, it was basically everybody but Justin during the day until like Ring of Honor, NXT, and, uh. Come on, Petey, you gotta do a DJM style and get yourself a rental car, man. Uh, we did eventually because we had to and we had Mitzula as our designated sober driver, <laughs> uh, for the last couple of days of our trip. Uh, God bless Mitsula. Thank you, base Mitsula, uh, for that. Thank you, for um, getting my boy back safe and sound. Thank yes. you. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun shimmer show. It was interesting, kind of uh, odd booking at times, but like some really cool matches. I got to see Mia Yim, uh, throw down, which is fantastic. I believe she was, she had, it was Mia Yim versus Athena. Yes, okay, Mia Yim. Yeah. They, I believe they have a series of matches going on right now. Yeah, and it was it was a nice. I mean, as you would expect, just kind of a lot of great strikes, a lot of great moves, and they worked well together. I think it was a good match to impress my you know uh, the, the my guests for the evening, which was Rick Foster. I think he was impressed. I was impressed. I was. I'm always glad to see Athena live. Of course, you know. Coming off, like I said, two years ago, Athena versus Hamada was one of my favorite matches of the entire WrestleCon weekend. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty big, pretty bullish on, on Athena. Uh, and I, I hope she is, I hope as we, we are, I would not be surprised to see Athena spending a lot of time in Orlando, Florida as well. Yes, exactly. Her and Mia Yim for that matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's for sure. Um, another, other interesting moments, uh, I would have to say the WWN live experience, uh, the WWN live super show was interesting for one main thing. First of all, it was a really cool, uh, event from top to bottom, had some really cool matches. The interesting thing is that it seemed very obvious that the Dragon Gate USA brand might be going away. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, and one of the things comments that we that I made, I, I wasn't aware of what the situation was. I just noticed it's not named Dragon Gate USA, which is Mercury Rising is usually a Dragon Gate USA thing, and 
the Evolve and DGUS, the Open the Freedom Gate titles were both on the line. They were, they were, it was a title versus title match with Drew Galloway versus, uh, Johnny Gargano. So they were now, merging the titles. Was it a title match or was it a title unification match? It, they called it just title versus title. Mm, okay. So they were trying to leave it open. All right. They were trying to leave it open, but, you know, uh, and, uh, on top of that. Right man won. PD. <laughs> Drew right Galloway. He got to take the Drew title Galloway. back to Scotland. Um, and oh, here's an, another odd thing. I don't know if you were reading the results, but we, he showed up in the middle of the show and went, Hey, man, I love all y'all. I'm so happy to be performing in front of y'all. Uh, there's nothing in the world that I'm gonna love more than performing in front of y'all. Um, I've got a flight at 8.55, so I'm gonna go ahead and have my match right now. That what cool happened? with y'all? Was that was that Drew? <laughs> yes, it was Drew Galloway. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I remember reading on PW Insider that he was in Australia, then he was at WrestleCon, and then he was going back to Scotland. Yeah, for so, Battle Mania. For Battle Mania, so, yeah. <laughs> he was he was going literally going all over the world. Yes, all around the world. I, I remember like not long before that. He he actually took a picture in Australia with Alberto El Patron, yes. and then he was there in California. And I remember hearing that he's got to fly right back out to Scotland. So yeah, I totally got that. Oh, Petey, about this show, another thing. There was a little bit of a throwback to the golden age of Ring of Honor yes. in mid 2000s. Yes, there was. In which we saw the reunion of Generation Next. Yes. Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. Yes, what? yes. John, Generation Next, Austin Aries and Roderick Strong taking on Ricochet and Uha Nation of the next generation, the new generation. Uh, who All was we it? need is a cameo from Jack Evans from the heavens and I'm set. Yes, um, it was, it was, well, okay, first of all, the beginning of the match was hilarious, because they came out with their classic theme song, uh, and they, the first thing that happens is that Austin Aries grabs a mic and says, yo, I just remembered how bad our theme song used to be, thanks for that. <laughs> it's like, I just remember how horrible our theme song is, thanks, thank Good you job, for that. Um, and it was, was, that was fun. And it was a really fun match. It was, it it lives up to the building. It had some great moments. Like Ricochet pulled, you know, pulled some great stuff. Uh, Uha Nation. Uha Nation didn't do as much stuff this weekend. Uh, I think he's. That's because he's trying to keep himself, you know, not injury free. Yes. Uh, so. Gets on that plane to Orlando. Yes, uh, which was interesting because the first, one of the first matches, one of the first moments was, uh, I think he faced Drew Galloway, uh, at Evolve, I want to say. And he, you know, very obvious Drew was alluding, was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to what you're going to do and it's going to be the last time we're going to face each other in this ring, uh, making obvious, uh, uh, allusions to him going to Orlando. Uh, Best of luck in your future endeavors, Uha. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's basically all that was left to be said. Yes. Uh, a steady paycheck for all the good people. Yay! Which and is all. To Uha once again. Best of luck in your future endeavors, and I look forward to fantasy booking all sorts of cool things in NXT for you. Uh-huh. And we will talk a little bit about my experience in NXT in a moment. But I, my last thing did, about did the you, w- go to, you you did go to that show. Right? Yes, yes. Uh, oh, I will talk about it in a second because then that came after Ring of Honor. Uh, 
That was a wild trip. Um, but the last thing, which was interesting, we made fun of it. Mizula kind of had a little great moment to make fun of it. Um, the all they kept announcing throughout the night that uh they had the merch, you know, had the Evolve Shine, you know, WWN Live Experience, the Dragon Gate merch. And they kept making sure we knew that the Dragon Gate Mer- Dragon Gate USA merch was all half price at ten dollars specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they were having a clearance sale, and it's oh. like they didn't call it. Yeah. It's just like. So, Come on. Sometimes you, you gotta move on. Yeah, sometimes, and it's like it's, it's time to move on, which is understandable. Uh, you want to define your own brand, which is you know what the WDM live the WDM brand is is a good brand to kind of go under because it's their it's their own brand, you know, it's their own family, and it's really cool. So it's understandable, but it's just it was kind of funny how it was. We're, we're not saying, but we're basically making it obvious, you know, kind of I'm game. I'm not saying anything. I'm but just I'm just saying Dragon Gate USA merch is half off. <laughs> and also, if you were sitting in the front two rows, you got $10 in merch credit. You you just come on up and, and we'll give you some Dragon Gate USA stuff. Yeah, it's just for free. It's here. <laughs> uh, but it was a, that was a fun experience. And, and that led to, of course, the rental car because we had to really kind of... Well, no, that didn't lead to the rental car, did it? That was that was before. Okay, we're going back to Friday night because, man, it was a blur of indie wrestling craziness. But we're going back to Friday night, and we talk about Ring of Honor, which was an interesting experience. R O H R O H R O H R O H. Um, it, I have to uh, say one of the no, Petey, I've got to ask. Yes. What did my boy Rick Foster think of Ring of Honor this weekend? I think. Uh, he liked it. Overall, the show, he liked it. I think all the guys pretty much liked the, the, the matches. Uh, it was, a, our first experience with Moose. 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 Uh. Moose. Moose. Uh, it was an interesting, Moose is definitely a character. <laughs> this is definitely a force. Um, Veda Scott looking very un-Veda Scott looking, and like, she has a completely different outfit when she's managing Moose, and, which is odd. She, she looked like, uh, I don't want to say, uh, like a, like a Jersey girl-ish thing, like a Jersey Italian, uh, I don't know, it was, it was an odd outfit, very, uh, no, no glass, well, glasses, but teased hair, mm. and like the skirt, it was odd. Um, but yeah, Moose was, was interesting. Uh, and, and I, I definitely could see the, the youngness, the youth, <laughs> the, the inexperience, but I could definitely see how he's, he leaves an impression and gets people he, interested. He is extremely athletic, but, uh, I believe in the business, good brother, the word they would use is green. Yes. Um, I believe there's also a bird escrement that you would compare it to. Uh, but I don't want to do that because Moose would beat me up. Yes, he would. He would beat all of us up. Everyone in chat realm. Yes. By himself. Yes. Uh, but that was an interesting experience. And the other moment that we became a part of was 
the reunion or the kind of the conclusion of the Lacey storyline because Jimmy Jacobs had a match with uh, none other than BJ yes, Whitmer. Yes, yes. Jimmy Jacobs had a no DQ match uh, versus BJ Whitmer. Uh, oh God, Petey. Jimmy Jacobs and BJ Whitmer have had a a story that now I would say is almost a decade old. Yes. Uh, almost a decade old. To the days of Ring of Honor when CM Punk was still in Ring of Honor. That's how far back BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs go. Yes. As uh. tag team champions, they were the, the unit collectively known as Lacey's Angels. And just the few that they had with some of the crazy bloody matches that they had. Some I got to see live in Detroit. Uh, and just just years and years and years. And I don't know if I've ever said this but uh, here on the Fanny Pack, but Lacey is probably... Lacey is probably the best heel in the history of Ring of Honor. Because I absolutely despised her. She was just the heel of heels. Maybe only bettered by the legendary Jimmy Rave. Yes. And for for years and years and years, Jimmy loved Lacey and wanted to do anything to try and get Lacey. But Lacey would never give him the time of day until the age of the fall. And then we got to see Necro Butcher in ROH. And then this Tyler Black guy showed up. Tyler Black, PD, you ever heard of him? I think he had a he had a pretty good run. I saw a couple of his matches in Ring of Honor. I, I mean, hope he's he, doing he's good. He's a former Ring of Honor World Champion. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's but, pretty good. Uh, Tyler Black, uh, whereabouts currently unknown. Yes, but he, uh, he was pretty good. Um, but yes, but yeah. Just going back to to Jimmy and PJ, just so much history. This was Ring of Honor is doing a really good job of doing things for the longtime Ring of Honor fans. As well as still kind of building a, a the Ring of Honor brand back to prominence. And yes. Looking at this whole show, this really showed a lot of that. Yeah, and then the the match was, of course, uh, for anybody uh, out there probably knows that it was Jimmy Jacobs' kind of like go away match, kind of his farewell match, uh, for before he kind of took a job as a creative writer for the WWE. Which is interesting. Jimmy is moving up to the next level, and he's going to be a writer. <clears throat> Which is uh, if you saw the the uh, Jimmy on Twitter when he was giving his thank yous and everything, uh, he took a picture with Lacey, <laughs> and he called it "my happy ending." Yes. And me, being the longtime Ring of Honor fan, it was just ah, ah explosion of feels. Yes. Explosion of feels. Oh, yes. oh, yes. oh, Um, of course I had the moment when right I was... right after that, a couple of days later, he took a picture with Kevin Owens, and it was, oh, the feels yes. all over again. <laughs> yes. So, oh my god. And also, um, Jimmy being a Michigan guy, I- I've watched him in some of the, the Michigan indies, and it's like, yeah, yay. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's one of the good guys. Uh, and of course I had the... what happened to that Tyler Black guy. Don't no, know what happened. To it, it, it'll be interesting it's to kind weird. of find out. Um, but, uh, I hear like he paint, tied, dyed his hair or something. I don't know. Um, 
But I heard he like jo- joined like a, a paramilitary group or something. That, that's what yeah, I heard. That's, 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 that's odd. Uh, you know, I'm worried about that. Um, but I did have the interesting moment of that, the end of that match, uh, having to kind of like try to quickly explain to several people around me who Lacey was and why that moment was important because <laughs> they kind of weren't quite aware. It's like, who's that? Who's that? It's like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, that goes way, way. It's like, way, uh, way it's a thing. Back. It's a thing. It kind of goes back to like nine years ago. They did, in fact, you know, the song you're hearing right now. It's because they were playing the Lacey song. The song, yeah, the he Valor made that song nine years and, ago. And when that song <laughs> first debuted, uh, at the the event that that first debuted, I was in that crowd waving my phone side to side as if it were a lighter, uh, yes. singing along with Jimmy that it was the match of the year. <laughs> yes, I was there. I was there. Yes, and, and then this man, time I was when there. You, when you get that closure of a wrestling storyline that that goes on for that long and you get the happy ending and the closure and everybody moves on and everything's wonderful. As they say, kids, when wrestling is good, it's fucking great. Yes. Um, and then we had to, okay, we kind of fell into the master plan. We kind of, so at the last moment, uh, our boy jury acquired us tickets to NXT to, to, you know, that was going on right after, well, actually during wow. Ring of Honor. Um, let's talk about NXT. So we, we kind of got out there just before the Jushin Liger match. I'm sorry about that. Kind of missed the main event. Yeah. So you missed Jay versus Joe? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Come on, man. If you could see how much the tickets cost, the NXT cost you. <laughs> you uh, oh, were, they, were they a lot? Were they a lot? Well, they were on StubHub and, uh, th- three days before the event and they were floor seats. So. Ooh, okay. Uh, you know what? Okay. Okay. Me, tough decision. Really tough decision. Cause you got on one hand, you've got BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs. You've got Which Jay saw, Briscoe yeah. and Samoa Joe. And then on the, also you've got Red Dragon, who, who now I truly love. And Which then on the saw, other hand, you, you've got NXT. Yes. Everybody knows what NXT is right now. NXT is the place. NXT is the ish. Yes. So, um, it, it's probably a good thing I wouldn't have been there because I would have been waffling. Yes. <laughs> and then you would have just that fell into mean. a puddle and missed everything. <laughs> right. Uh, but we did make maybe, it to... Maybe so Calval would have come consoled me. It's like, well, yes. I can't choose. I can't choose which one. Uh, we, we did go to... Uh, we did go, end up at NXT about 11 o'clock. Uh, we missed an hour of it. We missed... We missed, we missed Bailey, which hurt my heart a little bit. Uh, okay. she had her great yeah. moment. I, I will tell you, PD, out of the goodness of her heart, none other than Stephanie McMahon Levesque actually streamed the show from her phone over Periscope. She was there in the crowd and she, she actually got the stream going on her phone for people that were not there live because it wasn't tell it wasn't recorded it wasn't televised it was like a house show just yeah it was just basically just there yeah but stephanie 
because she is as much about NXT as her husband, apparently, got got the show up and running and got it live. And I got to see I got to see Bailey. Yes. I got to see Finn Balor, the Demon Finn. Which I got to see, I got, yeah. I got to see Adrian Neville. Uh-huh. I got to see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh-huh. And Kevin Owens cut his fantastic promo. Yes. Well, and Sammy. I mean, again, yeah. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Both Petey and I could go on about those guys yes, for, for a million years, yeah. However, you know what I'm going to talk about. Yes. You know what I'm going to talk so about. So, for for context, I, I, I got there in the middle of Rhino's match. Rhino versus... uh. What's his face? Baron Corbin? Uh, Corbin Reigns, as the crowd called him. Yes. Uh, it oh, was... and Enzo and Cass. Yes. My God, are they over. Yes. I mean, oh, my God. Thought... Jesus Christ. I was there. That the, Okay, let's talk about Enzo and Cass for a moment, because there was some, a lot of great moments, but when they, you know, they, they were introducing the three teams for that elimination tag match, and Enzo and Kaz's music come on, and the place erupted. 5,000 people, all on their feet and energized. Like, now, Petey, I, I have to ask you, ha- have you ever been at like a really big wrestling show before this? Where it's just like this crazy and this hype? Um, This crazy and this hype? No, not really. I can't say that I really have because I've been to big wrestling shows. I've been to SummerSlam and I've been to a Raw before, but I, that this was but, con- this uh, much uh, concentrated hype. No, like the the crowd definitely had that vibe of an indie show or maybe even an old ECW show. Yes, and it was just that that energy was really something incredible. Yes, and when. Enzo and Cass came out. It it felt like something that I hadn't felt from a wrestling crowd in a long, long time. Yes. Well, te- technically, it was something that I hadn't felt for maybe a few minutes before that. But we're gonna get to that. Yes. Oh, yes. Petey, we're gonna we're get gonna to get that. to that. Um, but it but is Enzo and Cass. Enzo and Cass. Hearing everybody and and. Because I don't have the speech memorized just yet, but hearing everybody sit, speak along to every single My word name is Enzo Amore. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach, teach that. that. And it's right here. This is Big Gas. He's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. And it's right here, this Carmella, she's hot as hell, and everybody boos because we all like blue pants. And you can't teach, teach that. Bada boom, realest guys in the room, how you doing? <laughs> yes. And that was, the energy for that moment was so great. And I think it was brilliant to put them in an elimination match because they literally got to give the fans the moment of Enzo and Kaz winning Without taking the belts off of the the guys they want the Wobub team who yeah Enzo had offense yes Enzo did moves and he danced and it was awesome <laughs> he did the butt wiggle and it was amazing just just those little things like the the like yeah I'm Enzo I just did a move on you <laughs> if those two go to the main roster and the WWE universe does not take to them 
then I think every other wrestling fan out there should just declare war. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I know that, well, it's all, it's a different crowd to kind of gauge things on, but, uh, we'll talk about Raw later, but I, I know that there was some NXT did, did fans. Hear, also, during the show, did, did you hear the thing that, uh, Stephanie caught, uh, her husband on camera saying during the live stream? The, uh, no. Wait, wait, I don't remember which one. I don't remember. During which. the show, uh, Stephanie panned over. A uh, hunter had come away from the gorilla position or wherever, and and she was like, "Hey, here he is, guys. He, here he is. He's he's the guy that made it all happen." And, and Mr. Hunter uh, said into the camera, "Hey, developmental, my ass." Yes, yes, that was refer. That was. Uh, I didn't see it, but that was uh, brought up in our conversation uh, about NXT. Uh, where we actually had an interesting, uh, go check out the episode where we talked about, we had actually an interesting conversation where, is NXT developmental or, and then we kind of, kind of had a conversation, what does developmental mean? Do we kind of take away do, the idea that it's a poor job? Do you want me to get into my NXT conspiracy theory? Uh, go ahead. Alright, now you've probably seen this on various parts of the inter- internet wrestling community. And I believe that it might not be up as apocalyptic as some may seem, but I believe it is valid. I believe that Triple H saw the model that Ring of Honor was, was originally built on, in that it created this sort of super indie promotion, bringing all of these amazingly talented dudes from various parts of the indies, uh, and Japan and wherever, and just bringing them all together to just make this crazy super promotion. However, the downside of this that a lot of indie fans and a lot of hardcore wrestling fans are seeing is that this is going to start leading to a lot of talent leaving independent wrestling and going to NXT. Some are saying that it is a talent raid, not unlike what happened with ECW. Some are even going so far as to say Triple H is looking to follow in his father-in-law's footsteps and, in a lot of ways, kill off the territories uh, with NXT. I'm not totally on that train yet. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. However, I will admit that I find it a little concerning. We have concerns. Uh, wait, that's a different podcast. Sorry. Nope. Uh, I can start but, making je- dad jokes, though. Yes. You know, you know I won't limit you. About- I won't limit you. I'm not Anthony Camboni. Cambo- Cam- Gamboni. I'm not Anthony Gamboni. Nor Carboni. You are not. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting discussion about the NXT and what it means to the rest of the Indies. Uh, I don't think we got into that. We'd mostly talk about how it was, you know, it, you can almost kind of divorce the pejorative, uh, aspects of saying it's developmental because it is still a home for developing yourself as a, as a performer and an athlete and as a wrestler, uh, you know, be at the performance center or be it, you know, trying things out and live mm-hmm. in front of people at NXT. So, as a place to develop, it's still sure. kind of that, you know? But as, you know, the whole developmental hell, you know, uh, 
uh, the old, basically what we think of developmental, really what we're thinking about is kind of this wrestling, uh, uh, purgatory. I I kept forgetting the word purgatory. That is what Ohio Valley wrestling was, uh, before Paul Heyman started booking it. That is what Florida championship wrestling was. Uh, the, the company that NXT eventually evolved into. When people said developmental hell or developmental purgatory, that's exactly what they were thinking. When people said creative has nothing for you, that's what they meant. Now you have fans all over the place saying, "All of the, I'd rather guys be in NXT or yeah. I'm happy just watching NXT on, on the yeah. WWE network. Yeah, and it's uh, it's still a place to develop and it's still a place to grow. And it's still a place where a bunch of people are learning and, you know, a bunch of people are able to kind of get further training, get some finishing, get some kind of uh, better themselves, perfect the craft, better themselves. So it's still developmental, but it's no longer, but developmental right now isn't a bad word. That's basically what we, yeah. If anything, if anything, it's become a positive because you're seeing Guys and girls. Yes, which we will talk about this shortly. The best performances they can yes. to themselves known. Yes, and speaking of girls putting out amazing performances, ladies. Oh, that, I was just going to say you missed like the mega pop that Bailey got. Didn't you? Yes, yeah, I missed oh. it, which was a bummer. I I wanted to be there because I adore it, Bailey. I have the I I purchased the I'm a hugger T-shirt. I, I tried to purchase it because we made a trip to the superstore. Uh, that was next to Axis. And, uh, one of the big disappointments was good looking through the I'm a hugger t-shirts and going, uh, M-M-M-L-L-L-L-2XL. It's like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, where's mine? And it's like, oh, I couldn't buy my t-shirt, but I did find, I did get one. I got a I'm a hugger t-shirt and there were pl- many more being worn i think it was that was probably why i couldn't find an xl because there were many <laughs> i'm a hugger t-shirts around the uh, around the town because she's local she is a norcal girl like yep um but ba- bailey got the mega pop yes uh but another uh, another fantastic women's match that got the crowd hyped was none other than the boss sasha sasha banks and the genetically superior Charlotte. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and it was, it was, you know, it, it's funny because like it was a match that we've seen before, you know, but it's a match that never disappoints. Like, you know, you, you've seen it like two or three times. It never disappoints. It never underwhelms. Like it, it was from front to back. Fantastic. And I think it's, it, it speaks to their chemistry. Cause they've, they've been to, you know, they've been working together for so long. Like, well, like for, for a while now. Uh, together. I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. make a comparison. Those yes. two, Sasha Banks and Charlotte, you would almost equate them to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Cause they're longtime friends. They, they've worked together Tag for so long. Tag team partners. Tag team partners. They're rivals. Yeah. And oh, and and but the, Petey, Petey, yeah. we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about it. okay. <laughs> I want to talk about it. okay. So so many great little moments from Sasha Banks. So many great like moves and moments from Charlotte. Uh, 
such a great match, and I was so happy that the crowd was just into it. Like they wanted to watch this women's match, and they were like saying, "Absolutely!" Like they weren't, they were hyped about women's wrestling. They 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 saw the future, and they were hyped about it, and it was great. Uh, it, it was a fantastic. There were Five thousand fans there, giving divas a chance. Exactly. And Vince McMahon was there that evening, and here's hoping he paid attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, in six minutes at WrestleMania, maybe that's progress, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but yes, DJM, DJM, talk about it. Let's talk about it. I can't hold it in anymore. I can't hold it in anymore, PD. Yes. The opening contest of yes. this show is Tyler Breeze, Prince Pretty, taking on Hideo Itami. It was a good back and forth contest. Tyler was his normal, wonderful, gorgeous self. Mm-hmm. With a selfie Tommy stick. <laughs> looked better than ever. The, the man formerly known as, as Kenta is sh- taking form that is resembling his former self more and more every day. The, the more you see Hideo Itami, things are starting to form. And you are seeing the guy that so many of us just are just in love with as a performer. And the end of this match, this might be the biggest internet wrestling community wrestlegasm that has happened in years. Yes. At the end of this match, Hideo Itami looked to the crowd. He pulled down his knee pad. He looked around to the NXT fans in California. He took he took up Tyler Breeze, threw him off, and it happened. Hideo Tommy hit the go to sleep. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh it was. There has not been a wrestling fan eruption of pure joy like that in any promotion in maybe years. Yes. And when it went out on Twitter, it was like it was like the only comparison that I can make is at Death Before Dishonor in 2005 for Ring of Honor. The match was CM Punk versus Austin Aries. It was supposed to be CM Punk's final match in Ring of Honor. And CM Punk wins the world title. The internet explodes. Like, wait, what? Punk won the title? What the hell's going on? And that was like this. It was just, ah, Hideo hit the go to sleep. He did it. He did it. He finally did it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Hashtag video, dead. After, <laughs> video, video after video after video of it, and, and like you could even see the referee when he was counting. He was like one, two, three. Fuck yeah! Yes. <laughs> the referee was excited because the fact that Hideo Itami, at least for one night, for one night, took back his move, the move that he innovated, the move he invented, the move he made famous, 
it was such a cathartic moment as a wrestling fan that that level of joy may never be experienced again. Yes. <laughs> which is, which is, which is kind of bittersweet. Uh, and it's kind of a bummer I didn't get to see it. <laughs> but, but I think at this point they know. They, yes. I, I think WWE is aware that yes. when, when it is time, for Hideo to come to the main roster, and should the situation arise, I think pretty much everybody will be okay. I don't think it's a secret that it's yeah. his move. Yes. He invented it, and Mr. Brooks took that move from him, borrowed it. So, I mean, generally, it's just Hideo Itami taking back his finish. So, yeah. And everybody was happy. Everybody was cool with it. So... Yeah. That then, that was a wrestlegasm, Petey. Yes. That was a true wrestlegasm. Uh, and I think if anything else, that was a was yeah, it was, it was a good moment. I wish I could have seen it, but like it, I'm gonna try to find it. But yeah, it, it was, it was. I remember. You, I think you you tweeted me, or no, you and you may have even just texted me. I believe. Yes, and I texted you. <laughs> because I was like on the road. I was on the highway going from freaking, uh, freaking and Redwood City to San Jose. And here I am thinking you're already at the show and I'm watching it and I'm just like, he, Petey, Petey, he did the go to sleep. He did it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the highway like. He did it! Why aren't you there? Why aren't you responding? Say something! He did it! What are you And then I cried. And then I got there and I saw Sasha Banks and Charlotte and then Finn Balor and uh, and and a bunch of great wrestling. And I was happy. <laughs> uh because Finn Balor was fantastic. Uh and uh, he is he's gonna be a WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah, there's and no there's, there's, there's no way that that can't, that's not gonna happen. Uh, we got to see the face paint live, the entrance live. The demon uh, fin. The demon fin. Uh, and overall, it was just, it was just a killer show. We got to, we, we, we were worried that we were gonna miss a lot of it. And then we got there and somebody told us, oh, it's going till 12. I'm like, uh, we're, it's 11 something. I'm like, okay, I guess this is going to be a short, fun experience, but it went till one o'clock. We saw two hours of great wrestling and we were like, yeah, that it, that it did go to one o'clock and that it was actually the boss himself, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, that put the money down for another hour. Nice. Nice. He said, you know what? Damn it. This NXT is all right. We'll, we'll have another hour. Damn it. I'm Vince McMahon. Yes. That's the story that went around. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. And, uh, there was just a lot of great wrestling. And, and we ended up just exhausted and hyped at the end of the night. It's like, uh, this was the that's best weekend ever. That's what a wrestling show should be. Especially at combos. You should leave crawling back to your car in the parking lot. You should yes. leave crawling. Yes, uh, and that was fantastic. And then, of course, the the weekend it was followed up by our. Uh, it was Saturday, so we did. What was that? What was that? Saturday. Saturday, of course, we did the WWN Live Super Show, and then we had to rent the car because uh, we had to get it back to back to Oakland in time for Hood Slam. Uh, I know you said 
you had thoughts on Hood Slam. Uh, we had a big discussion on Hood Slam. When we, in fact, we had 40 minutes of discussion on Hood Slam because it was one of the shows that all four of us got to attend and all four of us got to enjoy together. Uh, I had seen, I was able to see two Hood Slam shows that, this past weekend, uh, last weekend with one on Thursday, one on Saturday because it was Entertainia two, three, and four, uh, three consecutive days because they were having their fifth anniversary. So they were going to have Entertainia five. But they had only done one Entertainia before. So it was like, let's do two, three, and four this weekend and correspond with WrestleMania weekend. Um, and we talked about how it was a fun punk rock spectacle and we had a blast. I had Joe, Joseph Joe Brody, uh, pour whiskey down my throat, uh, while I stood in the crowd and we stood at ringside and we saw a lot of craziness. But DJM, you had some thoughts. I have some thoughts. <clears throat> P.D. Ray, first of all, let me just say that I'm glad that you, Rick Foster, Pensula, Justin Robert Young, had a good time at Hood Slam. I'm glad you enjoyed it. However, I must say, when it comes to Hood Slam and the, the likes of Lucha Vavoom and a lot of things going on in the, in the California indie wrestling scene, I've come to the conclusion that I'm just not as into it as some others might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because th- there is a lot of things going on with Hood Slam and Lucha Vavoom that are almost anti-pro wrestling in a way. Th- there's When I, I listened to a podcast uh, last weekend when all of this was going down where uh, somebody talked to the folks behind Hood Slam and they seemed very... I know that the, the whole thing... Uh, at Hood Slam is fuck the fans. And they say that kind of with a wink and a nod, but the more I watch of Hood Slam and the more I see what they're about, the more I start to believe that that's not exactly a wink and a nod. And I think that when they say fuck the fans, they might be a little bit more genuine about it than some people might admit. Because, truth be told, I am a wrestling nerd. I'm an unapologetic wrestling nerd. I'm going to in, to a wrestling show to watch the product they put on. I don't need tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of pop culture references and adult humor to enjoy a wrestling product. I'm someone that is not ashamed to admit that I'm not too cool for pro wrestling. There is a a very strong sentiment of people that go to Hood Slam and Lucha Vavoom that are going there not because of what's being put in front of them, but almost in a way that it's kind of a joke. And this is a genre that I passionately love, and it's not a joke to me. So, really, just by and large, Petey, I'm glad you guys had a really good time, but at the end of the day, I realized I'm probably not cool enough to go to Hood Slam. Or the mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not one of the cool kids. Um, it, it's really not for me. Yeah, I, I will say it was it was a fun ride, it was a fun show, it was a fun spectacle and a visual. Uh it was interesting kind of seeing people like Mustafa Saeed show up all of a sudden, uh, to accompany Poo Jack 
<laughs> Winnie the Pooh as New Jack uh, to the ring. We saw Scorpion versus Sub-Zero, which uh, I will say one of my disappointments versus, versus Scorpion versus Sub-Zero was that it wasn't just Scorpion versus Sub-Zero. They kind of added like two extra levels of things where Scorpion was Scorpion Undertaker and Sub-Zero was doing his own Undertaker yeah. thing. And Sub-Zero has stolen his, like, the, the, the monks. So Scorpion Undertaker came out as the American badass and he had a bunch of Fred Durst clones. And I was like, and, and, and I enjoyed it. It was a fun thing, but I, I, I mentioned it last week. I was like, I, I would have enjoyed just seeing Scorpion versus Undertaker, or Scorpion versus Sub-Zero in a wrestling match. It would have been just kind of like, hey, he freezes him. And then they wrestle for a bunch and then just have these little touches. But yeah, they do try to add multiple layers, which is, which is okay. And I think I, I, I think it's a fun show to go to and it's a fun thing to, to look at. And we, I might bring it on the show at least for to, to show it to a couple of people and see how they react oh, to the spectacle. That's, that's cool. We'll see how people react to the spectacle. You uh, know me, I'm, I'm open to anything. But I think overall, overall, I enjoyed the product, and overall, I wouldn't say that it's too cool. Uh, it is, it is an interesting show, uh, drink, uh, to say the least. We've had about 12 of those already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? You know, you know me. Uh, still the same OG. Uh, but I've been Loki. Uh, and, and funny enough, like one of the comments I said, it, it's a, it's a drunken wild spectacle. There's about like at least an ounce of weed smoked by in-ring component competitors alone. Uh, and it is, yeah, I mean, that's, it has, it's fun. I will say it, it, it that creates fun. That doesn't click with me. That's what I'm saying. Which is understandable. And, and one of the things we talked about how I mentioned last week is the whole, uh, buffet analogy. Uh, with, uh, with indie wrestling and professional wrestling, which is, you know, there's, there's something for, for everyone. And this happens to be an offering that at a part of the line where you're not really going to visit, but others might. And then, you know, and that's okay. That's and that's totally okay. okay. Um, and, but yeah, I would say that I still had a fantastic, fantastic time at that show. And that was Hood Slam. And then I think it all capped off. Of course, we had our big, uh, we don't have to go through the WrestleMania thing because you can watch our reactions, our entire reactions, uh, to it live as it happened because we streamed that whole reaction commentary. Uh, but let's go to the Raw, Smark Raw, and let's touch on that one. Smarkamania. And my biggest comment is they were able to keep the Smarks at bay for almost the entire show. For Almost oh, no. the entire show. Almost. Except for maybe a that... smattering of inappropriate chants. Yes, yeah, shame everybody... on you. Yes. Shame on you. Uh, they were mostly able to keep everyone in, in, interested and excited. Uh, because one of the they booked a pretty good show. Yeah. And they had a good flow to it. They had Brock Lesnar come out to, to, you know, a, a nice, uh, face pop, you know, a nice, uh, uh, positive, you know, Good guy pop because he was the guy that got screwed over, uh, fantastically. Uh, you know, they had brilliantly, yes, uh, brilliantly. Um, and the thing we were all waiting for, uh, which was Paul Heyman with a microphone, 
And that's really you know all we want in the world. People sometimes people were trying to tell me Paul Heyman couldn't be a babyface manager. That's what I, people tried to tell. Me. I don't. People people are people eat paste. I don't know. You can't understand what people want to do. Uh, Man, Wave can't understand PD Rave. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was, was just so many fun moments. Uh, even the you know the Divas match had some fun, had some excitement because. Aside from those chants, and we'll talk about those chants, that they did have the moment where some people were trying to chant CM Punk, and then the rest of the audience, well, not the rest, but a good portion of the rest of the audience, booed them down and started a Let's Go AJ chant, which was fun and fantastic Good. and made me happy. Good. That's and exactly before the- what should have, been, should have been done, and, well... I would say should keep happening, but not really not anymore. Uh, maybe should. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but we did also get before, even before that, we also got a "We Want Bailey" chant because uh, AJ was wearing the the "I'm a Hugger" T-shirt, and he was sure. like, "We want Bailey," and it was a nice, sizable crowd chanting for Bailey, and it, it, that was awesome. And you know, had AJ react showing off a t-shirt like, "Yeah, yeah, we want Bailey," because everybody loves Bailey, really. I mean, yeah, everybody. If you don't like Bailey, you are, you might be literally Hitler. You yes. might be panty and stocking with garter belt levels. Exactly. What yes. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't understand people. I Again, I don't understand right now. How can you not like Bailey? What is your deal, man? judging you uh but it was it was a problem (laughs) what and it was a fun moment uh it also had a fun uh moment of naomi getting kind of her win which and she she impressed and she she her with her uh with her invoking the spirit of pinky sanchez with her backside based offense she does that way better than pinky sanchez ever (laughs) way better which is understandable. Because she's got better backside. And just, let's just be honest. I'm, I'm uh, telling you, Naomi is probably like under the radar. Like really, really great. Under the yeah. radar. Yeah. And they, they were fantastic. Uh, and of course, and then the, the, I think one of the few moments I was embarrassed to be a wrestling fan was the you sunk, you suck name of spouse here at chance. Yeah. Which that was, was awful. That was awful. And it was like, and then, and Justin Robert Young pointed out kind of uh, the progression that kind of made sense, which was, all right, you suck, you, you know, you suck Cena. It's like, all right, man, that's, that's inappropriate, but you know what? She's a heel. I can, I could kind of understand that, you know, maybe you suck Brian. Okay. The other heel, the you suck punk is like, oh, come on. Nope. Nope. No, I'm, I'm out. Uh, I was, I was out from the beginning, but now I'm really like, just not, no, it's like, yeah, I'm. I'm not okay with any of those. I was. I was just. Uh, I, when that happened, I was in the audience, just like with my arms crossed, like, I, just, "What's going on here?" And like, no. This I, is, I wish more people would have booed that too. Yeah, and it, it's it's a bummer. Uh, and of course, I think, and then it capped off. I think a, at you that know, point, AJ. If there was any confirmation left for AJ, that was probably it. Yeah, that was probably it. Um, and then overall, it was a well-booked show. You know, I had great moments from Daniel O'Brien and Dolph Ziggler had a cool match. And I, I still love seeing Dolph Ziggler's uh, denim jacket. <laughs> Which and is this- Daniel O'Brien 
is the Intercontinental Champion, and he's teasing everybody about him having a match with Shinsuke Nakamura, and Nakamura even responded, and he was like, "Yes, let's do it." Yes, and of course, don't people, don't. You're just you're just hurting yourselves. Don't fantasy book. Don't tweet to Vince McMahon. Just, just no, don't. no, it's it's worth it. If it happens, it happens, but it won't happen. You know, so don't don't it, even it try. Just, just don't hurt yourselves. Um, we, and we do need to talk about the main event of this show. Yes, the main event of the show, which I thought I was getting to, which was where they finally lost the audience. <laughs> because oh, did they? Oh, did they? Um, so many great chants, and you know what? It's not. It's not the fans. Yeah, they were being smarky. They were being silly, and they were being self. You know, self. Uh, self-aggrandizing, and they were putting themselves know- over. But you almost have to blame the booking. I I believe that this isn't necessarily a bad thing until they got to the We Are Awesome chance. Which was actually, honestly, something that was encouraged throughout the whole weekend, and it started at NXT. Uh, and they were getting, they were getting praises at NXT. And they were, they were saying like some smattering of people were going, We Are Awesome. And then Sammy then like said, Yeah, no, don't stop. You are awesome. Go, We Are Awesome. And he kind of turned it into we as in the fans and the people that built NXT are awesome. We are oh, all awesome. He, and then he is the savior of all mankind, Sami Zayn. Which was, and I think that was something that cropped up from NXT and then those people must have been there. So I'm going to give the we are awesome chance as, as, on a break because that was part of the whole NXT train because. Okay. That was that was part of the whole NXT train. I, I will tell you on commentary, they they act along with uh, the Lucha Dragons and how Galisto really got over. Uh, on commentary, quite a few times they were like, "Well, all right, NXT, you guys, if you're not checking out NXT by now, hey, get nine ninety nine. Go check out the network on the WWE network for nine ninety nine. Yes." Um, and, you know, of course, Neville had a great debut, and then, of course, the main event, we had all the chance of, uh, all the, basically went through the entire chant, the, the entire NXT roster, with a nice How You Doing chant for Enzo and Kaz, you know, a nice Kevin Owens chant, a nice Sami Zayn chant, you know, just, there were several NXT chants all throughout and, the uh, night. Quite a few of the members of the NXT roster were, were tweeting live as that was happening. They were like, uh, Enzo, did, Enzo and Carmella did a hashtag, how you doing? Yes. And, uh, Kevin Owens was like, we hear you guys. Yes. We hear you. And uh, hopefully they I, I appreciate it. I hope they do. I hope they do. And then, of course, culminated with the ultimate. And wi- with for Alex Riley. <laughs> uh, which is, which is. Yeah, understandable. Uh, which, and then it all culminated in the ultimate, we don't care about what you're doing, we're just gonna entertain ourselves, mo, a uh, move in a crowd of people, which is the wave. <laughs> nothing says more, nothing says we don't care what you're doing more than a crowd participating in a wave. And it, it got around several times. They, that, they, they, they mentioned this on commentary as well. It's like, wow. There's a wave going on right now. I, yeah. I guess they're all really into NXT, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it, it, mid to the clock did it about 11 times, maybe. Yes. It went all throughout and it made it past the turn, the Titan Tron. They, 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 we didn't miss our cue on our side because we were right at the beginning 
right? We kind of had an odd angle. We couldn't see the Titantron, but we were kind of like, we were the beginning, essentially. We didn't miss our cue. Once we saw it disappear behind the Titantron, we got up and we started it again. And it was like, and it, it went around for a while. Um, yes. <laughs> um, as I, I think after that Monday Night Raw, I can I can honestly officially say I'm starting to feel bad for Roman Reigns. I feel yeah. bad for the dude. N- not not after WrestleMania because I think what happened at WrestleMania would be good for him in the long yeah, run. Of course, after that Raw, I, I don't think he deserved that. No, it's funny he doesn't get he gets more hate than he deserves. I think on a grand level, I think we've Far we've more. talked about. And, and it's a bummer. And it's, it's like he is Cena 2.0 because Cena himself gets more hate than he deserves. Uh, you know, you can talk about the booking. You can talk about how they treat Cena, how you use him. But like he's still a good guy and he can actually put, you know, hey, here's the secret. He can actually do some good matches. Like he can wrestle some good matches. He's done a lot of them. Yes, yes, with people that you like, with your faves, like yeah. he's d- and and, and it wasn't not just, just and, and he's not just being carried either. Yeah, no, he's pretty good. He likes wrestling. He knows what he's yeah. doing. Like he, he was the guy that tried to get Evan Bourne a lot of FaceTime. Yeah, he's the guy that that's a big fan of Colt Cabana. Yes, guys, guys, Pete, Petey, can you put me on a single? Can you put me on a single? Yes. Guys, come here. It's your old buddy DJM. I'm gonna let you on a, in on a big secret. John Cena's one of us. He likes a lot of the same guys we do. He's one of us. And he's pretty damn good too. Yeah. I think people, people need to realize that. Um, I think, yeah. I think that's, that was the biggest indicator. Brad Gordon can eat a dick. <laughs> uh, uh, better you better better secure your your duffel bag. You don't want to end it end up having it poop in it. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, that capped off Raw. I think that capped off the whole weekend. And overall, it was a fun weekend. Like, what was your impression of WrestleMania weekend this year? My impression of WrestleMania weekend is that the world, the wrestling world is a better place with Alundra Blaze in it. Yes. And man, I really hope, I really, really hope that with Ring of Honor and NXT and WWN Live and even to an extent what happened at WrestleMania and how things are looking with Seth Rollins as WWE champion going forward, I really, really hope deep down that this is going to be the beginning of some outstanding quality wrestling television. Yes. Yes. Uh, we can only hope. Uh, and for like indie wrestling, and, and to be fair, next year, as they were announcing during WWN Live, they did secure a, a venue for the WWN Live experience across the street from Axis that, oh, wow. for next year. Uh, I think it's because it might be in technically in a neighboring town, just from one street to the next, you know, just cause how Texas is. It might be like nice. technically it's in Irving, you know. Nice. So, so it's like, but it's, it will be across the street. Uh, and cause y- y'all know that, that WWE is boxing them out 
You know, there's a reason that they had to go to the Santa Clara Fairgrounds. It's, it's and a reason our, so many of us are worried about NXT and the Indies, you guys. Yeah, it's like you know, there's a reason they were they were Santa Clara Fairgrounds, and ROH was in Redwood City in a in a recre you know a recreational sports facility. You know, uh, it was just because like they're doing uh, venues, venues, venues. The, the, the evil empire is is uh. Just doing their thing. It's like, hey, city that wants to have a WrestleMania. Um, about this exclusivity agreement. Boo-hoo. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say y'all can't just have anybody else. We're it's a WWE thing. It's like, all right, it's a thing. But you know what? It, they are gonna have a good venue next year, and I don't know. Maybe you know we'll have. I'm gonna we, try. I'm gonna try and make it. We'll have, uh, I'll try to pressure, even without Justin there, we'll still make it Jury Mania Lone Star. Uh, just got this, just like this year was Jury Mania Play Button. As long as I have income and a life that isn't falling to pieces, I'll try and be there. Mm -hmm. And for another fantastic year of wrestling excitement, indie wrestling. I think we're hopeful for the future. It was a fun weekend. So, uh, and it might be another fun weekend next year. We'll have to see. Uh, it'll be an interesting thing because I'll probably be in South by Southwest. So it'll be like, I'll drive up three hours, <laughs> uh, from South by Southwest. So that'll be an interesting thing. Uh, but that's it. I'm rambling. And I think that's the biggest sign that we are about time to wrap it up. So. DJM, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Petey, thank you once again for another great season of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. I am officially declaring wrestling burnout. Yes. Right here, right now, I am officially burnt out on wrestling. I am taking a break. Mm-hmm. We will be back for the next season of Fanny Pack, but right now, I am taking myself out of the bubble. Yes. Uh, so check me out at, at the A3K Network at Anime3000.com where I host the A3K Podcast weekly Saturday nights on the YouTube, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also check out the Nanashi Anime Podcast through A3K. Also, my written reviews coming up soon. Technolize. All on the web at anime3000.com. Down to JulietMike.com for shooting this shit with two nerdy black guys and whatever else I may come up with. And on Twitter at just call me DJN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I am Petey Rape. Petey is in Williams. Rape is in Jimmy. As we said, this was, you know, it was season four. The finale was last week. This kind of caps off another grand, grand season. We'll gear up and get ready for season five. Uh, in due time, but for now, we're gonna go on a little bit of hiatus. We'll probably do some fun, just random other things in between time. Uh, for real. Total wrestling burnout. Exactly. Uh, but that's it. Uh, look out for that. I'll hear on fannypackwrestling.com, fannypackwp for more updates on the Twitters. Uh, and that's it. BDRaveRebelli.net. Check us out, youtube.com slash TV. But that's it. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Beans and disease, everybody. Until next season. I'm pulling a Tom Baron. I'm Barry Kitchen.
still not dancing. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>